by Tuning the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's the Shan Show. With exposition on the unofficial composer of the season, we watch as the tribes finally get their immunity idols in wild fashion. It's time to talk all things Survivor 41, Decision Island. Joining me on this journey is the king of the Survivor game, Twinkie Boots. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's so, been a while. I know it's been, I'm so, but it's so funny because the last time I was here was for, for season 40, but it feels yeah. like a decade ago that that happened. So uh-huh. I'm like, oh, it's 41, but that was still forever ago. So yeah. I'm excited. I'm happy to, to be able to finally be here. Yeah, so in, in the interim, you weren't without Survivor. You were still playing um, some I was Survivor. still playing, I was. I've, I've gotten really into doing live games and I did two over the summer. I did one down in Brooklyn and then I did one up in upstate New York and Angelica and that one uh, will have episodes coming out soon. So once they do, I'll send you the link so you can watch and see how I played. I actually uh, applied for it and was like going to go through the interview process and everything. But because of my back issue, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Good thing I didn't try because I would not have been able to, but. It would have been it would have been a wreck for you and your back right now to do that one because we were it was literally three days in the upstate woods, just living sleeping sleeping in cabins on the floor. So your back would have living a dream. Well, what's crazy is like one of the things I've read and like been told like harder surfaces are better for your back. I'm like, what? Who can do that? (laughs) No. No, no, not not so much. I'm currently sitting on my bed while we have this, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting on a pillow top on top of a pillow. So it's like, yeah, no, no, no hard surface. For yeah, me. I um, I have now become one of those people that has to sit with one of those like special butt cushions, the one that has That's like the, the it's formulated so like it, yeah, sitting properly. Mm-hmm. That's me. Don't we I love, love old age? Like. I love getting old. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I mean, you never age, but that's a whole different story. Oh, that's not true at all. When I'm around people who are much younger than me and they talk about how old they are, I'm like, and I'm going to key your car because, oh, like wait, Xander? you can't drive one yet. You might not. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like Xander. Oh, well, let's hear how you have been thinking about uh, the new season. Is it the new era? Are we dropping the four, keeping the one? What? What? How are you seeing this season so far? I mean, I don't necessarily see that it's like a brand new, completely different game as far as the show is concerned. Yes, it's been a while since we've had this many twists and developments in the game, but it's still the survivor that we know and love. Like it's still yeah. all of the challenges and the social dynamics and the building of trust and the building of blindsides and all of that stuff that we've come to love and know of the game over the years. So it's not necessarily drop the four, keep the one. It's still 
the game that we know just with some new additions. Like we're used to them yeah. throwing in like exiles and battle backs and all of these different things. So yeah. it's just it a just new thing. It just feels a little intense. Like it feels like they're like, we're going to borrow from Big Brother and do stupid, crazy shit now. Right. But it also, because it's a shorter game, it also feels like everyone is playing so much harder out the gate because yeah. they know they have less time. So that's also been an interesting thing. Although when we get to one of the tribes, I feel like we don't really have anybody playing because they've not had to do anything. It's true. Other than win challenges. So it's true. <gasps> well, let us begin. And we are going to start with Ua. It is day 10 and the tribe of three is half-heartedly celebrating. Jeannie thought it was going to be the three of them and Shan too, but that that's the social game. It's it's on point. She's really good at that, isn't she? Oh yeah. Shan is really good at many things in the game, but on top of the like just being physically great and strategically great, she's also socially great. And incredible. Be- exactly. Like she is the kind of player that the way she plays strategically and socially is like the kind of player that future players will strive to be like. Yep, because absolutely. she is that good at developing quick relationships with people and getting them to trust her, even yep. when she's lying directly to their face. Jeannie mm-hmm. trusted her instincts and thought Shan and Ricard were going to vote for JD. So she she's feeling okay. She offers to go get water and because she's so team spirit, alerts them that she will be searching for the beware idol that Brad left behind in his pocket when he um, left because it's back in circulation. She's digging around the water well. She needs the tool in her arsenal. And guess what? She found it. Um, now watch her play herself because she tells Shannon Ricard about it. There. So the way that this was edited, I was so like, wow, they are just doing sh- like Jeannie so dirty right now because yeah. they literally let her lay out the entire plan to them. And then she walks away and immediately they're like, so we're getting the idol. But when they talk about when Shan convinces her not to open it, that they're not going to open it until they know for sure that the other tribe has it. That was one of the smartest and most Mm well-played moments, even up to this time. And Shan has had some great ones, but this was like even higher on the list of like tiered things that she's done. So I was just like, wow, this, like, wow. Like, she is incredible. (laughs) Yeah. So as a trio, they know that Yasa has their idol, but they don't know if Luvu has. And Shan says that their vote is their voice. So she says they shouldn't touch the idol. But truth be told, she just wants everyone else not having as much power as she does. They will leave it in the jungle and no one will touch it for now. Shan wants the idol to go into play. Ricard doesn't want Jeannie to open it because he doesn't trust her. And Shannon Ricard's like, let's go check and see if it's been opened. And she tells Ricard to go and Shan's theme song plays. Yes, her music has literally been introduced into the show like any other underscoring. It is the Shan show and we're all living in it. Absolutely. It's so funny because like when she had that initial interview in the first Mm -hmm. episode where she talks about her little theme song that plays in her head when she's doing something devious, I was like, wow she should have copywritten that because they're going to use that every (laughs) single episode. And she, if she would have copywritten that, she would have ended up with more money at the end after she wins. Um, Right. 
Now, how <laughs> how much do you want to predict that future players are going to try to do this um, and create their own music? Oh, I. <laughs> I don't think someone from 42 will because I think it filmed no, right no. around the time yeah. that 41 did, but possibly for like 43 on, there may be someone who's a super Shan Stan that <laughs> just wants to be exactly like her and play exactly like her, especially if she goes as far as we expect that she's going to. Yeah. Shan tells Ricard that she'd rather give him the extra vote because she told Jeannie she wouldn't write her name down. So what's the argument to get Jeannie that Shan should open it? There is none. They're just going to leave a bracelet in and wrap it up like it's a Christmas package. Fake idle time. Yeah, especially because at this point, Jeannie doesn't know what the idol looks like because she never saw what Brad's right. idol looked like, or at least they never showed her seeing it. And so a fake idol at this point is very easy to pull off because mm -hmm. she doesn't know what it's supposed to look like. They all know that there's this phrase that needs to be said because Brad has already said it. So they know that aspect about the, the idol, but they don't know anything else with it. So right. it's very easy to it pull is, off a fake idol at that point. Right. And it is in fact, the threesome idol that Brad had, if nothing is said by the merge, nothing is said, uh, then it is just a souvenir. Did we know it had an expiration date? I don't think we did. I don't think that Neither Xander do I. that part because I right. think they just assumed people would find it since it was placed on day one, <laughs> that they would In the middle of no, by... like just right there. Yeah, yeah. Like the, one, the episode when Tiffany is looking and she walks directly next to it and she's like, it has mm -hmm. to be here somewhere. I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Ricard states that now that Shan doesn't have a vote, she has to give him the extra vote. She says if they don't need it, he would give it back. He said he would. Let's just remember that when we have a conversation later. Mm -hmm. Ricard has devised the plan that they are going to tell Jeannie that they are going to test out the phrase to see if Lulu has the idol or not. And Jeannie buys it. She's like, that's boss stuff. Shan and Ricard are a dynamic duo running the game, and Jeannie is just a spare tire. She's been a, and like, I loved Jeannie when they introduced her story at the very beginning. I was rooting for her. We were all rooting for her. But <laughs> um, the way that she has played over the last seven days, like past that first tribal, she has yeah. just gone downhill in her playing, and she has literally been a goat that they could take along to easily vote out at any point because mm -hmm. she wasn't going to be a threat at any point to, especially when JD was still there, the three of them were all bigger targets. So she could skate by until they could just cut her loose whenever they needed to. And poor, poor Jeannie. I was like, I was, I really was rooting for her after that first episode, but it all went downhill very fast. <laughs> It's true. All right, we're going to go over to Luvu. Uh, we got some like surfer inspired tunes as we head over to Sydney, the fisherwoman. Uh, she tells us they haven't eaten fish up until this point. She considers herself to be a mermaid and feels in her element in the water. Women catching fish. Sydney is so cool. She's spared like nine total. She doesn't see herself as any different than men, but she'll take the accolade. Why was this in here? Why do we care about Sydney being a sea person? So that's literally left in there because there is nothing going on at that camp. 
because they're not having to strategize because they've been doing so well in all the challenges. They're literally grasping at straws to fill anything in the episodes so that they can try to mislead you to think that maybe they might go to tribal this episode so that we've got something of any kind of exposition beforehand to see what they're doing. We get much better stuff when we go to Yasa later on and when we're at Ua, but like Luvu literally is just sitting pretty, not doing anything really in this except plotting to throw challenges and then failing. Um, (laughs) So Deshaun is back to his ways and again, trying to get Danny to go back to throwing a challenge. Danny notes that the men are leaving the game quickly. So he is afraid of a women's alliance. They throw out the idea to Nasir this time, who is not on board. He hates when people throw the challenge. But Danny notes that Nasir is not someone he wants to play with, but he will be necessary if he wants to move forward. The men think that Erica is likely to have the idol, and now Nasir reluctantly says he agrees. We'll come back to that comment later. Mm. Nasir is happy. His tribe is including him in discussions. Danny and Deshaun have agreed they won't throw the challenge, and Nasir is feeling great because that's what he wants. Again, this was only a Nasir moment. We obviously, in the moment, we're like, why do we care? But we'll find out in a little bit why this was kind of important. I adore Nasir so much, but also because he used the phrase music to my song. And I was like, okay, hold on. I love that you're so, like, you're just so cute and adorable. And you just use the phrase music to my song. When it's, you know, music to my ears or I love that idea or anything like that. And I was like, this is another reason why you're just adorable to me. It's true. We're going to head over to Yasa. Um, Evie asks Xander if it's still them. And he says, yes, Evie wants to go to the end with people they wouldn't hate winning. Evie tells us that Xander thinks of them as his number one and the three women know they're a tight three and Xander's on the outs. Gotta get that thing activated, Xander, or you're fucked. Tiffany is going to tell Liana that she doesn't trust Evie for their thing with Xander. It's beyond her. She thinks it's tighter than they're letting on. So go look in Xander's bag. And Liana's like, thank you. And darts to Xander's bag. Was Liana just waiting for this moment? Cause she wanted to do that. It that moment. This is actually probably my favorite moment of the whole episode, because I do not really remember any other seasons where people have gone through bags and it's been shown them going through yeah. looking for advantages and idols and things like that because that's something I've always thought of like any of the seasons before like if you're suspecting someone they're leaving their stuff around mm-hmm. all the time there is nothing to stop anyone from going through a bag other than just trust just moral just moral yeah. like standards of their own so when that was brought out I was like great good to know that this isn't a rule that's just laid out right. in Survivor that you're not allowed to go through people's stuff. So when they go through and they find everything and read everything, I was like, good. They know what's going on. I love that. I, I am very much team Yasa women. I love all three of them very much. Xander's just very pretty for me to look at. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, meanwhile, Evie in this moment is like, Hey, Xander, did you bury the advantage? And he's like, nah, it's in my bag. This was good editing. This was really, really good editing. (laughs) 
Liana will discover that he has an extra vote. She also finds the three-way idol and tells Tiffany the rules. And she is literally like a pig and shit. Xander is so worthless. So let's just throw him under the bus. Again, as this is occurring, Evie is telling Xander to build trust and tell them about his advantage. He's like, what if I just tell Tiffany? So Xander is going to tell Tiffany that he found the idol, but lies and said he found it when he was getting wood. He's at the mercy of his tribe mate, so he's stuck, and he thinks Tiffany is in the middle, so he's going to try to cement her trust. Tiffany is like, show me, and Xander gives in like he's a sugar daddy. Um, baby boy, I got you. It's okay. You don't need to give in like that. <laughs> um, I love that Tiffany is now going to mouth off to the fourth wall as she knows Xander is lying about literally. Lying I was like, this is in my notes, and it's literally just Tiffany in capitals with like exclamations following yeah. it because I loved the editing of this section of the episode specifically because it goes straight into something like something that's already been alluded to but mm -hmm. tiffany's looks to the camera and just like rolling her eyes she's just showing that tiffany for me has been playing from the moment she hit the ground and it's i think yes. because of the fact that she was an alternate she feels that she has to play from the bottom from the beginning because she wasn't yeah. one of the original castmates and i'm like you know what alternates can go far in games because we just saw that with big brother i was like oh, yeah. claire went halfway and didn't expect that because she found out the day before much like tiffany did so it's like it can happen you can go far i totally see tiffany going very far in this game we'll see i mean xander gets to uh stumble and he gets to admit that he's had it he was worried about her, so that's why he told her. He goes on to say he lied to her, and she works with delinquents who make mistakes, so it's her job <laughs> to forgive them. If you were wondering if Xander's true age would shine through, it's now. He is such a naive 20-year-old boy. Stop being mean to my baby boy, Tiffany. She is used to being on 24-7, so she is on to him. Oh, Xander, I just wanted to like give him a hug and be like, it's okay, little puppy dog. You're you're stupid, but you're pretty. When she, like that whole section, literally, when she's like going from looking through, finding everything, knowing it's all there, then playing dumb like she doesn't already know all of this stuff and him going through yeah. and her rolling her eyes while he's trying to cover his tracks. I was like, this, like you said, the editing of this section is so brilliant. Like it's, this episode was a very good one in my yeah. eyes. Well, come on in. It's the first look at the new Ua where JD is out. Um, before we get to the fun here, let's talk about Jeff's gnarly hair. He's telling us this is the hottest spot in all of Fiji and his wet ass hair is full proof of it. Does he not have scissors? Is there no one there who can give him a fucking haircut? What is he doing? No, he's trying to look like he's not taking the nights off for production and like living in the lush life he's out there struggling and surviving just like they are so he has to keep he's the trying going. to do this ugly ass mullet that brooklyn heights is growing as well like what are they doing no mullets I, really, I was like the only mullet that i have liked is on john on australian survivor and that was even pushing it but 
when we start so, doing recaps of Australian Survivor, then we'll talk about John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Ricard will tell us he's hot and tired and Shannon's a vegan and losing her mind and thinks everything is food. And why is he saying it? To set her up. She says the phrase broccoli are just small trees. So the response, Xander gives a knowing look and Nasir is laughing big, but back to him in a moment. Ricard takes the conversation back and volleys it over to Xander about his ladybug comment, to which Xander is like, no, no, my friend. He actually said butterflies are just like dead relatives saying hi. Okay. And it wasn't until this moment that he turned profile and baby boy has no fucking facial hair. This is day 11. Poor kid. Yeah. Poor kid. I was like, it takes me a while to grow facial hair, but by that point, I would definitely have something. Yeah. Anyway, Shan is like, we're all going crazy. And Jeff is like, you are off. And then Nasir is like, I have something I would like to contribute to this conversation. He is as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. I screamed. What? Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, days and gays, the idols are activated. Nasir has found the Luvu idol. I also screamed because he is the one person on that tribe I wanted to find it because they've made such a point of talking in edits prior and other episodes about wanting to get rid of him. And I'm like, he's the one that's trying to actually play and do the challenges to keep them from having to vote each other out yet so that they have numbers going forward, but we'll get to that. (laughs) So in in a flashback that actually kind of works because we all know that I'm not a fan of these flashbacks. We do see Nasir a day earlier finding the idol in a tree in broad daylight. We learned that his daughter made immunity idols and hid them in the backyard and made him find them on a daily basis, which is really funny and kind of cool. So the training worked. Yes. And I'm sure that I probably should have looked to see if he like tweeted or dropped a, an Instagram or something of her being like super proud of that fact and yeah. not being in the edit because that was great training. I know from playing live games with hidden immunity idols, like that rush of finding one, but then also the struggle to find it. So it's not easy. um, Can I go hide a couple immunity idols in the rambles and you go find them? (laughs) Um, Sure, but I'm only going during the day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we cut back. Nasir is giddy. Shanna's smiling. Xander's like, fuck yeah, I'm not voteless anymore. All right, let's discuss. We had a few false alarms, but now that it has worked, was the payoff worth it? Definitely for the edit that we got with Shan trying. Yeah. And like saying, oh, we're just going to throw this out because otherwise she would have had no vote. That's also why she gave the extra vote to Ricard so that if she didn't have a vote, he was able to throw two votes on Jeannie and she'd still go. But if it came to that. But with them being active, that adds a completely different dynamic because now, because all of Yasa knows about Xander's idol, they know that his is active now because they know what the the phrases were. They know who the other people are who have idols. So the four of them are sitting in a very good spot because they know exactly who they can try to work with in Mm -hmm. if a merge is coming around the corner and those people are still there because they'll know all of these people have power. We need to link up and take out those who don't. 
Now, as far as the twist goes, was it worth it? Was the crazy phrases happen taking five episodes for them to get activated? Was this twist that Jeff came up with while he was probably very high during quarantine worth <laughs> the wait? I think so only because we got that beautifully edited moment of Nasir right. and that like the strategy that we saw of Shan. Had it gone to merge and them not find and the third one not being found and Xander having gone the entire game without a vote, that also puts a different kind of hero edit if he makes it to the merge before getting his sure. vote back. Because that's something at the end game, if he makes it, he's allowed to say, hey, I went through the entire beginning half of this game without a vote and I'm still sitting here without getting right. voted out. So I've done something right. And he can yeah, use that as um, an argument. Is it safe to say we won't see this twist again for a while? Um, I don't know. I think we'll see it again in 42 only because yeah. they won't have play tested it. I mean, they'll have known how long it took. Well, would you like to predict time. the phrases? No. <laughs> I was like, are we back? We're back in Fiji for that one. So I feel like it'll be something along the lines of like, somebody will have to say something about the weather being crazy. Something or baby turtles. With, like, we saw the baby turtles last week. Oh, the baby turtle edit. Yeah. <laughs> the magical baby All right. turtles. Let's get to today's immunity challenge. They will go up and over a net ramp, release a key, unlock a machete, use the machete to drop their sandbags, use the sandbags to knock off two targets. First two tribes are safe from the vote. Loser goes to tribal. In addition, they are playing for reward. Winner gets a giant tarp. Second place gets smaller tarp. Does this really matter to anyone? No. But who cares? It's Survivor. The thing happens. <laughs> right. Because we haven't really had crazy bad weather yet on no. this season. Has it so rained we, at all? We know that it's coming because it's Fiji and it always happens. But... Yeah. They haven't needed the tarps yet, so they probably would have been more excited with like a reward that involved different food rather than yeah. what they've been eating. So only three players are going to be allowed to play. Luvu is going to sit out Erica, Deshaun, and whoever this Heather lady is. And Yasa sits out Tiffany. Who the fuck is Heather? I thought we knew and now we don't again. Right. She's she's a sleeper that I feel no she's literally asleep right I feel like she's not going to be around for very much longer I feel like as soon as we get introduced to her again that's the episode that we're losing her yeah because she's not getting she's not getting to really participate in challenges because as nope. the elderly female they the men when she on does she sucks. are like we have to she tries and she doesn't give up but she's not she's not the best jeff wants that emmy them. award right it's like i saw you were crying tell us why yeah you're not rupaul um, it's not gonna work it's not gonna work jeffrey i thought it was interesting though that luvu that we kept the edit in about throwing the challenge and then deshaun wasn't there competing right because We've both we've seen both Danny and Nasir quote that they do not feel comfortable with throwing things because that's not in their nature as right. competitive people. So for them to be the ones that go up instead of Deshaun, I thought the people sitting out was going to be Erica, Heather, and Nasir, and mm -hmm. that Deshaun would somehow 
throw it during it if they were really going to try and throw it. Yeah. But when he didn't go up, I was like, oh, they're not going to throw it. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so this challenge starts. And my first note is Xander is so hot, like those muscles. Um, look at the photo behind me. Like, look at those arms. I know. He's, he's a very attractive one. Yes. So the puzzle is going to become an equalizer as Ricard, Nasir, and Liana untangle the ropes. Nasir gets it first, starts launching, and Liana and Ricard are tied. Nasir nails a target. Xander nails a target. Danny steps up for Luvu, but Xander gets it right, and Yasa wins. Nasir jumps back in, and we watch a slow-mo. Ricard just missed the target, and then Nasir gets the win, and Ua is back to tribal, and they will become a tribe of two. This challenge was, it was, it, it, it was fine. It was boring and it, it meant nothing. Yeah, it was, I could tell that it seemed like it was a challenge that was designed for when the tribes had more people on them. Mm -hmm. Because doing that challenge with three people and trying to get them up onto that net, if you're, if it would have been the tribe of like, if Yasa had sat Xander out, the three women would have struggled to be able to try to get all three of them up there. Right. So it was something that it definitely seemed like a challenge that they had in mind if the tribes had at least four on them. Yeah. And it just, it was, it felt very uneven to yeah. begin with. So is what the it real is. story here was not just the idol. It was, we have a decision time. Um, I thought we were going to be done with those, but they're back. Uh, Yasa will send two people on a journey, one from Ua and one from either of their tribes. It is going to be Shan and Liana, who seem to have volunteered quite quickly, and no one winked at it. They're like, okay, sure, go. No, yeah, I was like, nobody. But if you think about it, all the three others have gone, haven't they, from sure. Yasa? So Correct. I think she was just like, it's my turn if we have the option, because... Tiffany's gone. Yeah. Abby's gone and Xander's gone. So I'm the one who hasn't. Do you and think I would she's like to... the one who nominated Shan? Um, possibly. Because I think from the outside at this point, the tribes look at Shan and see how nice she is and how composed she is at challenges yeah. and think that the other two are more ruthless because they are very competitive at the challenges. So yeah. she gives off this air that she's there, she's competing and she wants to do well, but she doesn't seem as ruthless in challenges as the other two do. So I could see them thinking she's on the outs yeah. by looking at that. So I think, well, Shanna's I think worried. she did. Yeah, Shanna's worried that Ricard and Jeannie might come up with a plan to blindside her, but she's excited to meet and connect with Liana. So we're going to watch Liana and Shan take their amazing journey. They meet each other and Shan thinks Liana might be the person she can trust. Liana asks Shan how old she is. She says 34 and Liana's like, no way, you look so young and kick-ass. Do I look young and kick-ass at age 34? I'm like, well, do I look young and kick-ass at age 36? Yeah. You I was like, look like she a said, 28 year old twink. She said she was 34 and I was like, Shan, I look younger than you. So it's fine. I'm just kidding. I don't look younger than Shan. Um, but it was like, oh, this is one of those, another one of those moments where I was just like, God, these players are so young. By the yeah, time yeah. I ever, if I actually ever go on the show and get on the show, I'm going to probably be Heather's age. 
by the time I'm actually <laughs> on. And then all these people are going to be like, well, well, we've opened it up to so, children. They know that people will assume that they will be working together as two black women, but hey, this was pretty big brother, so maybe not. Shan thinks it's an advantage to be playing with two women of color as they will have allies on the other side. Shan reveals that she is not worried as she has the idol, and Liana reveals that Xander has the idol and an extra vote. Liana is not going to tell anyone about the idol and will play down their duo. Shan is like, I told you my game, so I'm taking you with you with her. They're going to cross-communicate, and Shan reveals that if she is not there on day 12, Ricard cannot be trusted. Whoa, that was a big statement to share. Yeah, that was that was very important information for Liana to know because if at any point she wants to break up a power couple, if they're mm-hmm. still around and she has the opportunity to do so, she can blindside Ricard to get Shan back on her side because yep. of the fact that if that's her number one and her best buddy in the game that she's been working with since day one, then that's a duo that you can split and you can take the leftovers. Exactly. So that was important information for her to give, but that was also really important information for Leanna to know and have in her back pocket. Exactly. So they're going to look out into the ocean and start to have mom talk. Shan lost her mom two years earlier around Mother's Day. Leanna starts crying. They hug, and we enter the emotionally manipulated flashback voiceover. It's time once again for the Shan show. I worried a moment until they started Mm -hmm. showing the flashback i actually thought for a second that shan was making up a dark backstory to get liana like to get more sympathy from liana until they brought in the actual backstory and showed it yeah because i was like we already know that she's got her devious like theme song and whatnot i was like for her to make up a family member's death it's not it wouldn't be the first time that we've seen that on survivor right (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, that's an interesting choice for her to do as a youth pastor, but right. maybe not. And then they showed the backstory and I was like, okay, great. This is an actual, like, not great that her mother has passed, but like, great that we are seeing that she is genuine and yeah. she's telling a real story to this person. So she shares that her mom was her everything when she was little, but she was put in foster care when her mom was battling the demons of addiction. She got mixed up in the wrong crowd, got affiliated with a gang. Church helped her find her higher power. The last five years of her mom's life, they reconnected. Back in the present, Shan says to Liana that she is the first person to say I'm sorry when she shared the mom's story. She hasn't had moments like that with Ricard and Jeannie, but has a moment with Liana after just three hours. You don't put this in here if this is an important information. Like this was right. This was my clue to be like, she's not going tonight. You can tell right. us they made like be blindsiding her, but she's not going. This is too important. Right. This um, I don't know. I was actually curious because I watched it streaming live on Paramount Plus. Um, did you watch it directly from CBS? Uh, no, I watched it on Paramount Plus. Because I was curious when they talked about and they showed this backstory of her mother, normally whenever they do something like that and it's like talking about addiction, they usually put up a disclaimer of some kind Uh like saying that. So I was curious if, because I didn't remember seeing that on Paramount Plus and I didn't know if maybe they did on CBS or not. Maybe. But no, like the inclusion of this gives us two things. We know 
Shan's not going home that night. And we know that because they've kept this story in, it's going to come back to the bond and friendship that the two of them are forming, that they will work together moving forward. Because if it wasn't important, they might've still had Shan talk about this story, but it wouldn't have been used at that point in the episode. Exactly. It is now decision time. Shan tells Liana to risk it and she will not. She wants Liana to have something and she wants trust in Liana and she needs her vote for tribal. Nothing has changed. It's the two-person ship's wheel. Liana says she has been playing an individual game, but it will change in the merge with Shan. And again, that's clue number one to know that those two are going to reconnect very soon. Back at Yasa, Liana returns to Tree Mill and sees that she did get an advantage, and it is the power of knowledge advantage. It offers her power in the game where she is allowed to ask one player either the following two questions. Do you have an advantage or do you have an idol? The player cannot lie. If the answer is yes, you get their advantage. If the answer is no, you get nothing, and an advantage becomes powerless. One player, one question, one time. What do you think of this advantage, and do you think it's too powerful? It is the most powerful advantage that we've ever seen. because Especially because of the first twist of um, the the, cash, the code phrases. With, with the, the triple idol that had to be activated, getting this knowledge, you know exactly which three have their idols. And you know, because of how many people have gone to have these journeys and make these decisions, you have an educated guess of which of those people have an advantage of some kind because you've seen who's gone and you know who's left the game so most of the people who have left the game aside from brad you know they had nothing to protect themselves with yep so it's like it is probably it is definitely the most powerful thing that's ever and i think it is a little too powerful I i think it should have been one or the other you should either be able to ask if you have an idol or if you have an advantage not both because being able to ask both is just it's too much because of with the amount of people that have gone to decision island you're like it's basically like a 60 percent odds at this point that you're going to pick somebody with the right thing exactly no so liana says she doesn't trust xander but she now has the power to snuff his torch should she ask xander immediately when she can I want to say that it made it seem when she was reading the directions, you had to ask at tribal council. Right. That's what it seemed like. So I feel like she will wait until they have merged when she can steal it in front of Shan Mm -hmm. so that they can see that they have all the power. If I'm just going to make the prediction now, if, Xander gets twisted out, he will absolutely 100% be back in a future season. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's not that he's a bad player by any means. No. It's that he got he's... fucked over by Jeff's um, hard on for all these twists. Yeah, it was because he's already shown that he's great at manipulating people to think that he won't either take an advantage or he won't like that he's smart enough to find these idols that are hidden in camp so yeah it's he's it's not that he's a bad player it's that he's a naive 20 year old that is manipulated easily by women 
that's what yep. it is. All right, we're going to head over to Ua. Um, Ricard asks Jeannie if Shan has talked to her at all, which she says no. Ricard is a bit paranoid and thinks Shan is going to vote him out, but he is happy to have this time with Jeannie to sell her a fake story. He wants to throw Shan under the bus to create a story of why Jeannie needs to vote for it with him. Is Jeannie just super gullible? Well, she knows Ricard is strategic and a bit distrustful, but she is starting to buy what he's selling. But she's like, yeah, but really me and Shan are voting you. Jeannie, what is your game plan here? Because I don't know. She, <laughs> like, like I said, I was rooting for her for the beginning, but then once that first vote happened and we lost the first UA member, she just kind of went off the rails as far as yeah. like any kind of strategic gameplay was going because she laid out every single play that she planned on making yeah. to everyone. It was like, there was no blindsiding or no like pulling the wool over anyone's eyes because she literally told you to your face, well, I'm voting this person. And yeah. like that gameplay doesn't work for you if you're not a person in power. And she exactly. already knew that she was on the bottom of the, the group if she was even part of the group. So it's a strange play for her to just think that I've seen you and Shan in cahoots, but Shan's really working with me. Like exactly. That's a that's a far-fetched statement to be making. Ricard throws out that people wouldn't expect them to be tight, so they should like totes work together. Stealth mode. Shan returns and it is Scramble Island. She reveals that it was the same thing as usual, but she reveals that she it, she let Liana have the advantage. She also was like, I know you've been strategizing, so let's pitch our reasons to stay. Shan knows she is an option, so she just wants to have her one-on-ones. Jeannie wants to, to stick with Shan, so she tells her that Ricard pitched her as a blindside. Shan trusts Jeannie, so she wants to get the extra vote back from Ricard. While prefacing it with, I don't want this to set off any alarms... Shan asks Ricard to give her the back the advantage she got from JD. And well, the alarms are blaring. Ricard is smart and says, then you have no reason to keep me. And Shan has to ensure him that she does. She gave it to him because she didn't think she'd have a vote, but now she does. I mean, remember earlier when I said, remember this? He did say he would give it back if it didn't matter. I think... This was definitely kept in because we've already seen this new friendship and bond that happened between Shan and Liana to like really solidify that once they are able to work together, Shan is dropping Ricard. Like yeah. it's just that simple. When she can, she will cut him loose. And yeah. I am in the same position as Shan, I would probably do the same because as much as I like Ricard for, as a viewer, I would not want to play with him because I do not see, he's so volatile that yeah. he's very quick to temper. And I, I, that's not the type of people that I gravitate towards when I'm playing live games. So it's like, I don't, I wouldn't want to play with you in the real game, let alone a live game that's only, like, only a day or two. So yeah. it, it was, that was a very uncomfortable moment. I have it written down as Uwa's melting. 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so Shan yeah. is going to play it very hard and is like, I want what I earned. I dig the legwork. I did the legwork with JD and it's just for insurance. And Ricardo's like, there is no insurance to keep him. Shan has a fear and Ricard and Ricardo's like, play the idol. Two strong personalities who would bend over. This is weird conversation. When Ricardo's like, this is literally what you told JD. And Shana's like, I feel stupid having this conversation. Ricardo's now irritated and states that she will have two advantages, get the credit for having them both, and then have the choice of the two of them because he knows Jeannie is writing down his name. Shana's like, so you're saying you're not giving it back to me? And he's like, are you threatening me? And she is like, that's not what I'm saying. Ricardo is going to give it back to her tomorrow. Shan just doesn't want to do the back and forth. This was a hard moment for them. And Shan could easily vote him out as Jeannie is an extremely honest person. Is it bring the strategist or bring the loyalist? I was a little bit terrified that we were going to lose her after this. But after that whole setup with Liana, it's like, no, she's a long haul. We're not, you're not going to set that up and lose her here. There was a moment where I was like, maybe they're putting this on for the cameras. Because they've been very tight and very like cohesive with their plans up until this point. I was like, maybe at this point they're putting on this like argument. So just in case Jeannie walks around, she's not tipped off to the point point that it's actually going to be her. She might still think she's got a shot where off, whereas they can still pull this blind side on her, even though it's one vote. That's all she needs to, to go. Um, it was very, it was very awkward to watch Mm -hmm. because we haven't seen these two argue and they're like the power couple of this tribe. So it was very, it was very uncomfortable to watch, but at the same time, I feel like it was put on specifically for the cameras and to throw Jeannie off. So we're heading over to tribal and we're not getting another fourth wall breaker. Thank you, Jeff. We're done with those. Those were really bad. We're not, we don't need it anymore. Gina reveals that she did her best to pitch to Ricard as to why he should keep her. It's hard because they are, they were all tight from the beginning, but you have to think, who do you want to go into the merge with? Ricard says he comes up with brilliant strategies on how to get people, how to give people advice and how to do something properly. Shan is the closer. She figures out how to do it and does the talking. Who's been a bit more beneficial, the honest person or the closure? Shan was like, oh, shoot, you don't want to be absent. So that's why she's got to do the pitches to both of them when she gets back. Jeannie notes that Shan is in the power position and pitched her and Ricard against each other, which that's good strategy. She's really good at this game, isn't she? Shan is like, but they could be blindsiding me. She doesn't think she's in the driver's seat. Ricard says this tribal is the way to know if you trust someone. He reminds Shan that they have been together on every single vote. Ricard notes that there are consequences to this vote as the two remaining players have proven they can navigate and get rid of their entire tribe. It's voting time. No one plays any advantage. Two votes for Jeannie. One vote for Ricard. Jeannie, sorry, not sorry, you're gone. I thought if anyone was going to do the shot in the dark, I thought it was going to be Jeannie. Um, I did too. She needed but to. I don't know why she didn't. I kind of also assumed that because she didn't talk about it more at the tribal leading up, Fair. that we weren't going to see her actually do it. 
My question was, but I think it's basically just the sides of the die. I was like, does it, do your odds increase if you play it when there's less people? But That's I'm assuming what I thought you have originally, to just roll so. like one specific yeah. thing on your die. But also, do you only get the one time of doing it? Yes. So, because I feel like at that point, if if you think you're going and your only chance mm -hmm. is rolling, you roll. Like, I don't understand why uh, we haven't had anybody up to this I point. Agree. Because they've been pretty decisive and like split or not like pretty obvious votes up until this point for most of the tribes. And so it was kind of just like, I can't believe nobody has tried it yet. I, but, I just think no one wants to be the first person to do it because it's never been done before. It's a new twist and no one wants to be that person. Right. But then at the same time, now you're voted out without trying. Exactly. So it's like, you're well, now you're that person for not trying. That's fair. I got some burning questions for you to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Oh my gosh. I'm going to play <laughs> We kind of alluded to this already, but are Shannon Ricard a dynamic duo or will this tribe swap allow them to play their own solo game? So I think with the tribe swap, I think in my predictions, I have them written down. I think both of them are going to end up on the same tribe. I mm -hmm. think we're going to be drawing random buffs and we're going to get two tribes of six. And I think it's going to end up being a split where Leanna ends up on the tribe with Shannon Ricard. The three of them will start working together and it'll be the three of them versus three Lubu. I think the mm -hmm. Lubus are going to get split evenly between the two and you'll have three Yasa and three Lubu on one. And then the other six will be G uh, Shan, Ricard, Liana and three Lubu. Okay. Um, that's what I think is going to happen in my head. Um, I don't know why I think that that's what's going to happen. It may end up being, I didn't really pay attention to see if there were three mats when he says drop your buffs or if it was two mats, but I assume it's going to be two tribes of six. It may mm -hmm. end up being three tribes of four. In that instance, I still think somehow Ricard and Shan end up on a tribe together. So the, the whole way he was talking about it, obviously they could do that editing to fool us and really whatever. But there's he did say there is some sort of like twist, or Evie said there's some sort of twist they've never seen before. And Jeff's like, are you merged? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Do you think maybe we're doing something different and maybe they're just going to one world it? Possibly, but I think we're going to get emerge when there's 10 people left that's when okay. i think it's going to happen um like the actual merge is going to be there i think we're going to start getting jury members before then but i mm -hmm. don't think the actual merge will happen until the 10 and what's funny is i think the next two people that are going are going to be lubus i think the tribe well, swap, that... swap is going to end up screwing them up that but leads me to my next question we think it is Who's in danger, girl? Honestly, it will, it, of course, it'll depend on what the tribe swap and split ends up becoming. But I don't, I see they're throwing so much editing and so much into this design that Erica's the weakest. Erica needs to go. We're going to throw challenges yeah. so we can get rid of Erica. 
Erica's going to outlast Deshaun. That's what's going to end up happening in my eyes because they have shown that even when they're planning to throw challenges and they're attempting to do this, she's still there because they've been trying for three episodes now. So it's like, she, I mean, the worst case scenario for Deshaun would be if it is just a uh, swap to end up on a tribe with, um, Heather and Erica, because the two of them could easily go to whoever the other three are and be like, let's get rid of him. He's not going to be good in the merge. So he could be gone immediately. So I I could see that happening. But I could also see them being like, fuck Erica, bye. Yeah, it could go either way. I think think we're going to get an edit where I don't think Heather's going to go super soon. I do think she will make the merge. I do, only because... I agree. She is a floater that will make it probably like top six, top seven. She may even make it even further because people can win against her very easily. Yeah. Um, but we don't get any like confessionals with her. We don't get much out of her. So clearly she's not getting an edit for a winner. We know she's not going to win, but she, I do see her making it very far. Um, same note I think there is the potential because it's been introduced in the editing and they've talked about it for a women's alliance because there are so many women that are still left Mm -hmm. um not against that I'm not opposed to gender alliances if that's how you want to play the game and how you think you have the strength to get through the game there's a lot of very strong women who are still in the game and they like they could take a lot of those challenges. Like Leanna has shown she is a beast physically yeah. in challenges. So I could see her winning a few individual immunities, even if Danny and Deshaun are still there and think that they're so alpha male, whatever. I could see her out, outlasting them in an endurance thing. I could see her outrunning them even because Fair. she has shown she's very fast. So I next person to go is going to either be Deshaun or Danny. It'll be fun to watch. After five episodes, the winner of the season is definitely Shan. I agree. I just this is the Shan show. Like this is a, such an incredible edit. People are going to try to emulate her game. I'm going to say it. She she's very much like Tony. You're not going to be ever able to ever play like Shan and Shan might go down as one of the greatest if she wins. And she'll go down as one of the greatest losers if she doesn't win. The thing that's funny is I think the only way someone beats her is if they are the, if they are the person that can claim they orchestrated her blindside. There's one person I think who can beat her and it was set up. It's Liana. Yeah. She is the one. I think it's the only person who can beat her. Um, depends on what we get post this tribe swap. I think what what I'm going to predict I feel Tiffany Tiffany could build enough of a game after this point if she makes merge because she is very good socially with people Um, Mm -hmm. even though she's aggressive and we know that because she is from the area that we know very well but I think four people that are left that have enough of a resume starting to build to actually say that they could win. And that's Leanna, Tiffany, Shan, and Nasir if he starts to play the right way. Okay. 
I again, like I, my one worry about Shan is something we've always seen on Survivor is when you're a person of faith and do evil, deceivious things, they get they hold it against you at the end. Yeah, I don't know, like because they've harped so much on it being a new era and a new Survivor and whatnot. These are all people who know the game very well. I don't yeah. see a jury being so dead set in their ways about, well, you lied to me, so you're not a person of faith, blah, blah, blah. They're able to separate that it's a game. Except and for I Tiffany. If you lie to Tiffany, still... she, is go- she would taint <laughs> Ponderosa. She would be like, fuck that bitch. Only if she knows that you lied. Exactly. She, she's on 24-7. She knows it. It's well, where true. can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got coming up? Um, let's see. So social media, you can find me at at Twinkie Boots, T-W-I-N-K-Y-B-O-O-T-S. On Venmo at Twinkie Boots NYC. Same way it was spelled for Instagram, just at NYC. Um, and coming up soon, you will be able to, to catch my company members only boylesque at caveat on November 3rd. <laughs> I say that questioning. It's the first Friday of the month at caveat. And then in December, once again, first Friday of the month at caveat, but then we'll be back at the Laurie Beachman theater, December 10th. Hey, so. that's exciting. Well, it is always a pleasure chatting with you about all these fun things like Survivor. Yes, I love it. So excited. Can't wait to do it again. (laughs) A huge thanks to Twinkie Boots for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me your favorite episode so far. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block. And that was Block Talk.